Hello and welcome to Love Yourself Back to Life. I am your host, Nadia Fleury, and this is episode number nine. Are you committed to your happiness? You dream of living a successful life, yet you feel emotionally empty. You know something is missing, but you don't know what it is. What if the answer is already within your reach? In each episode, I will help you see life through new lenses, shining a spotlight on your inner world, eliciting awareness and wisdom. My mission is to release what's blocking the flow of your success, to awaken your full potential, and to love yourself back to life. Today I am going to talk about how your commitments will have an impact with your happiness. What you currently have right now in your life is no accident. You choose all of it. Even if you abdicated your power to someone else, you made that choice there too. I am bringing this up because recently I had to assess where I stand with my financial affairs. Being truly happy also means to be responsible with my actions. So I chose to move out and to be free, and with that came responsibility towards paying my bills and taking care of my business the smart way. And just like anyone, I do have my own fear. What I've learned is to allow for the feelings to come without suppressing it. And then I address it and talk it over. I will also create state of mind shift like putting nice music and keeping any negative thoughts and doubts away so that I can stay with a positive mind. All that said though, I sometimes get destabilized and this is what happened to me the other day. I was talking to my friend and sharing some of my situation where I was in and she said, well, Nadia, the problem is you left your home without a plan B. This made me think, she's right, I had no plan B And that was a choice because I was fully committed to my happiness. And having a plan B for me meant not being committed to leave the house. Only when you're committed will you see what you truly desire. If you have a plan B, you're always going to be dancing between plan A and plan B. Let's say, for example, you want to own your own business, but you're also working a day job. And you always wonder how you're going to make it without a steady paycheck. So you say, okay... I will work at my job until I have clients. But the thing is, you never get clients because you can never focus on the business or the program you want to release or whatever you want to sell. So you're always finished up going in circle. Now, mind you, this story is not only limited to being an entrepreneur. This plan B concept can also be seen in a relationship. Let's say you long for a long-term intimate relationship with a partner, but You are going out with four or five dates and never commit to anyone. So let's see what keeps you away from commitments. And the first thing is fear of commitment that people without really knowing are facing. So the question is, where does that come from? I think all of us have a particular reason as to why we are afraid of a commitment. Sometimes it can be we're afraid of being judged or sometimes we don't even know why we cannot commit except that we are modeling our parents and live without ever wondering if our parents were only stuck because of their own parents. So you allow yourself to live with someone else's fear, thinking it's your own. Only when you become conscious and you start asking questions, will you see where truly your fear comes from. Most of the time we are afraid of what if we make a mistake, or what if the person we choose in the relationship turn out not to be the right one. If you seek happiness, you've got to let go of the what if. 
and make a decision at some point. In my experience, the longer you wait, the longer you delay to be happy, and this can be painful. My friend Katie longs to have a long-term relationship with a wonderful man, but she's afraid of committing. And what I feel inside is that she's afraid of committing to being happy that she deserves a happy man in her life. Some of her fear comes from her upbringing. Her mom felt that she wasn't good enough to have a nice man and finished up with a controlling one. So the thing is, Katie's mom passed on her fear and told her daughter that all the men out there are controlling ones. Now, that was Katie's mom's fear, not Katie. However, Katie has latched onto it and may not even realize that's what she's doing. Another thing that can happen that stops you from committing is having a low thermostat setting. We are afraid to commit to our happiness. It's oftentimes set before age five by our parents. And at the core, there is a sense of not deserving, meaning we don't deserve to even dare thinking that we can have big in life. I mentioned in a previous podcast that my dad did shady things with money when I was young. And because we lived in a small village, well, guess what? Everyone knew what was going on. When I started dating my first boyfriend, my mom said, this boy is not good for you. His dad only works in a factory. I looked at my mom and I said, if people judge me by what my father does, I will not go far in life, will I? However, all that said, with that awareness, I have to admit that in some ways, some of my low self-worth came from my family and how I was raised. And addressing these issues were part of my growth on how I love myself back to life. In order to commit to your happiness, it requires getting out of your comfort zone. Staying in your zone of familiarity is easy and comfortable, but not necessarily exciting. You may be living in an abused relationship right now, which is not safe and is not exciting, but it's easier to stay because you are terrified of what's out there. It could be better or it could be worse, but since you don't know, you stay in that unhealthy relationship. So to go after your happiness, you've got to be willing to get out of your comfort zone. It doesn't have to be an extreme case of being in an abused relationship. Let's just say you want to learn to play guitar. It will require that you do something different in order to get what you truly desire. You may have to take a class and make sacrifice of letting go of your favorite TV show in order to make space for this new thing you want to do. That is what I mean by being committed, that you are willing to do whatever it takes to make it happen, which may also include ignoring all the negative comments around your new goals. About a year ago, I came across a book called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. The book talks about how to tap into your zone of genius. I'm going to paraphrase some of his book here. So in this book, Gay says, that there are four hidden barriers that limits ourselves. Barrier number one is fear of being flawed. This implies that there is something wrong with you and if you expand in your life, you will not succeed because people who are flawed are not going to be successful. So to not expose your fear, you will choose to play safe and small. Hidden barrier number two is disloyalty and abandonment. Here you are afraid you will finish up alone or disloyal to someone you love if you climb up in life. 
Or you may wonder what your friend will think of you when you make bold choices in the pursuit of happiness. The third hidden barrier is more success will bring a bigger burden. This is a very sensitive subject as so many of us are born by accident rather than being planned. I know firsthand how it feels as I heard my mother saying for years I should have stopped at the first child. Now I'm not so bad as I'm the third one but I, my heart always went out for my two younger siblings. Looking at it from an adult perspective, this kind of comment made me think that I was a burden in society. And for the longest time, I didn't dare putting my bright lights out there because I felt that what I had to say was, was not really worth it. And the hidden barrier number four is the crime of outshining. Being afraid of making someone else feel bad if we outshine them. Again, this comes from childhood, how our parents made us feel in regards to the other siblings. The thing is, the law of nature wishes for us to expand. Look at trees. They will grow. They don't ask for permission. Look at your paved asphalt and see what grows between the cracks. Nature does not stop from growing, but for some reason, we prevent ourselves from achieving our full potential. The point I'm making here is that growing is normal and it's important, yet we are taught to stifle our talent so that our other siblings, our cousin, would not feel uncomfortable. In my case, I was labeled as attention-seeking child. I always had to diminish my energy. Another thing to address in regards to your commitment to your happiness is your incompletion. I talk a lot about that on podcast 7. Your incompletion will prevent you from commitment because they act as energy drains. You start something and leave it half there. Every time you see, you think, oh my God, I've got to address this. But then you don't have the time, so you don't address it. And eventually you may have five, ten things surrounding you. And now your thoughts are no longer on focusing on your happiness goal. They are focused on the stuff that you have around you that is not finished. It creates limitation. It's like a magnet that brings you back to the old instead of helping you expand to the future. It's the same with relationship. Some people want to get out of a relationship, but they're not sure they can make it. So they will look for a new one before they leave the old one behind. Well, no two objects or people can occupy the same space at the same time. And the best way to commit to your happiness is to close your incompletions before starting a new journey. It will also give you more energy. Something very important to address when it comes to being committed is the power of visualization. Everyone who wins something, visualize it first. Then they develop their muscles around it until they master their craft. This is figuratively speaking, but the point is you will never get what you don't see. And the word get here is important. I'm not making reference to accumulating things. I'm saying get as in getting the feeling inside. Like when someone says a joke to you and you had to think about it for a little while and suddenly you say, oh, I get it. So this is what I'm saying by get it. It is something you feel. And that is what the power of visualization can do for you. It applies to me when I move to my beautiful apartment. At first I was thinking, well, maybe I should sublet something somewhere. And then I thought maybe I should rent a room in someone's home. But it didn't feel right. 
And the more I visualized, the more I realized I wanted my space. I am the living proof that visualization works. All in all here, the key is, are you determined to grow or only interested? Do you wish to succeed or have excuses? Another point that is important to talk about is the choice of your words. You have to choose carefully what you say and what you feel because your choice of words and feelings will determine your future. I attended a presentation once where somehow I didn't connect with the lady on stage. She seemed to be talking from her head rather than her heart. And I can tell when someone's speaking from the heart because I cannot get distracted. However, when that person was talking, I found myself fidgeting and was looking around and I was basically bored. And then she said something. She said, you have to fake it till you make it. And when I heard that, Coming from her, the light bulb went on and I realized, ah, that is what's different. In her case, I've heard that sentence said before, but it didn't have that same vibrational feeling than the way she said it. When she said it, she was actually faking her ability to speak on stage and it transpired. Her presentation was not authentic. Now, all that said, you may say, is it worth going into public events? And I will say, absolutely, if you are open to receive the information. And bear in mind, it's not only about the person who is presenting. The person sitting next to you may change your life forever. You see, trainers and mentors are there to uplift you. They are your eyes while you cannot see. Not in terms of being blinded, but sometimes you are at the same height as the crowd. When you reach out to a mentor, or a, a trainer, that person will share her or his experience with a new perspective because they are looking at things from a different angle. They are seeing it from a past experience. So what it does is it will shorten your cycle of figuring things out. And by the way, as a side note to it all, there is no such things as living a guaranteed life. What you wish for in life will materialize. If you choose to be happy and look for solution, or the silver lining for anything that has happened your way, you will attract happiness. But if you constantly think or look for problems, you will attract problems. So in conclusion, the big question is, are you committed to being happy or simply interested? Are you willing to do whatever it takes or will you go back to what is familiar anytime it gets challenging? If you choose to be happy, just know that only after you commit will you see the results not the other way around. Only in seeing will you be able to define your next course of action. And this is the key to creating goals that will align with your vision. I hope you enjoyed this episode and thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it. If you have any questions or comments, you can always reach me at this email address, ask at nadiafleury.com. It's spelled A-S-K at N-A-D-I-A-F-L-E-U-R-Y dot com.